structure in your house from the beginning, you set up a hard foundation for the first year of your puppy's life or the first year of owning a dog. Like mm-hmm. Nookie, when she was a year and a half old, she's a pretty good dog, but she was on a lead for six months inside my house. Um, she was always on a lead everywhere. When Even if I had to go out to the car and grab something, the lead's on. Even if it takes me 30 seconds to go out the backyard and grab the lead and come put it on her, mm. which seems inconvenient when you just need to grab something from the car, which will take you 30 seconds. Yeah. But I stopped her from having success of running on the road and running up to others because of that. And now I can go to the car off the lead. She's out on the footpath with me. I'll walk on the other side of the car. She won't step on the road. I've got that because I've practiced it, managed it, mastering everything that you've got to do. Welcome to Life With Your Dog podcast. Our focus is educating dog owners, enthusiasts and dog trainers about ideas on how to train, manage, live and thrive with our dogs. To teach dogs to live in our society while our dogs teach us how to live in the now. I'm your host Panos Anagnostou. And I'm your co-host Luke Badman. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Alright, we're back. Welcome back, everybody. Another episode. Today, we'll be talking about Master Your Castle. That's it. And uh, it's good management, man. What are we always banging on about? It's good stuff, man. Management is is half of what we do. And management is such a bloody word that is like, what does that even mean? Mm. It's just you will set, set situations up that work for you. It's discipline. And we've talked about this in like so many episodes, but I thought, let's just bring it back up. Let's kind of just focus on it. It may not be as long, maybe, who knows, of, of our, most of our episodes, but I really want to just drill it in and also have a reference for, for some people to listen to is- um, What does know, Jocko always say? Discipline equals freedom. I true that the and more, I use that And people so say, well, oh, I don't have too much discipline, there's too much structure in my life. Well, the reality is, the irony is, the more structure and the more discipline you have, the more, the more freedom you will find. The more things you can do. Correct. You can save money now for the next 10 years, you'll have financial freedom. Correct. To a state, to a sense when you have it. Or if you've been working out and, and, and doing what you have to do physically, you'll be strong enough to move that thing one day when you need to, whatever. So, And it's not, it's not about um, doing it when you feel like it. It's about doing it. Especially when you it. don't want to do yeah. it. That's so important. Yeah. You know? It's and easy that- to leave the puppy just run free in your house while you have a shower because you couldn't be bothered putting it in the pen. Like how lazy is that? But um, but then you come back and how much more work are you going to do? <laughs> because you have to fix everything up and clean mess and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so structure, I guess we'll talk about that because structure is one of those open-ended things like what the hell does that even mean? Structure is about f- being consistent with the things that you've decided to do. So, walking every day, that's structure. Routine is walking at 7 p.m. every night. I try to stay away from too much rigidity because then it's hard for our dogs to be open. Same with ourselves. So, if do you, you walk after dinner generally or? Generally. Yeah. But yesterday I walked at 4.30. Okay. Sometimes well, I walk- sometimes in the some Sometime in the afternoon is your general generally. spot. Yeah, I'm yeah. not waking up in the first thing in the morning and walking just no. yet. Just because it's you know, too fucking cold anyway. It's cold, and I, I got a one-year-old baby. I don't yeah. like even this morning. It's you know it was a day Four off. Degrees, I woke bro. up and and I'm like I don't even want to go outside, and I don't really turn the TV on. But like I just sat there and I just wanted to watch TV for half an hour. Yeah. Then when it was good, I put him in his little electric um, remote control car, <laughs> and he sits in it. It's so cool. I put my rollerblades on. I had the dogs with me, and we're up and down the street. It was sick. Um, but yeah, structure. Always have structure, but change your routines as much as you as much as you can. If you're introducing a puppy into your home or, or just a dog that you've just acquired or even just a dog that you've always had. And if you let them roam free, 
if you're not setting structures inside, like if you're not mastering your castle, your castle is your your dwelling that, you know, you rule the land and you have to have certain things in place. Like if you're not cleaning your toilet, the whole toilet stinks like mm. shit and no one wants to go in there. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, if you leave your shoes out on the ground in front of your puppy and you go out 10 seconds to go put the bins out and the big bin out the front, you come back and your shoes are done. Like that was a failure of management. Even Spades, like he's very rarely taking stuff off the coffee table, but there was chicken on the table yesterday and I got up to go do something in the backyard and I'm like, mm, I'll put the plate away. Anyway, it's better anyway that I put my plate away. It's better if my shoes are in their places. So our dogs, if anything, are probably keeping our place in more of a- What do we say? Order. Set them up for success, not for failure. Always, you know, and- it's easy to it is easy to assume that okay he's a well trained dog he won't necessarily touch it but what are dogs trying to do man they're trying to better their situation mm-hmm. you walk out and he goes hey Panos is gone it'll take me about th- three hundredths of a second to eat that chicken mm-hmm. if he leaves I'm yep. gonna fucking eat it yeah so if he just if you just put it away mm-hmm. remove that whole eventuality well you don't want repetitions of success for the dog yeah behavior. you don't want the dog yep. to think I can do it or even if it's you know. Like what had happened the other day? So I saw one client. She has a French. She has a new French bulldog. Which now this is hard about managing, right? Is that the son just brought the dog home? Not announced. On none announced. Unannounced. Sorry, that's the Scotch, right? Um, <laughs> so they um, he just brought a puppy home, and all, and everyone's like, "What the hell, bro?" And he's like, "Yeah, I wanted a puppy." And then he's working five till five. He's working twelve hours a day. So like, so this- what he's really done is brought home a dog for her to look after. Yeah, and then mum's like, "My couch is done." Everything inside my house is finished and I've rocked up to chaos and I'm like, man, this dog can't be in the house when you're not here. We crate trained. The dog's now, okay, well, let's talk, we can talk about is all the puppy? problems. He was like young, yeah. six, seven months old. Um, so now, cause it's been about, it was been a little bit of a gap between we saw, between we saw each other. So now he's just over a year old. Yeah. And like heaps better. Like I've rocked up. There's no barking and trying to pull the fly screen off and excessive jumping. Like so much better. Like just actually. He's a little Frenchy, and I actually, and I'm not a biggest fan of gen, like of, of the Frenchies generally. Yeah. I, I, um, don't, I have a bit of not love hate, but like sometimes I love them and sometimes I don't. I yeah. think they're like if <laughs> I don't want to offend any friend, and I know Glenn's got Frenchies as well, and he's about to be my teacher for the NDTF, so I'm going to get <laughs> off on the wrong foot. But I feel like they're um they're like lovable jerks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're like a bit of an asshole, but they're a, they're so enjoyable and they have these they kind are. of really cheeky personalities. Totally. So they totally. Ca- they kind of they make me laugh. Yes. But they can be a bit of a dick. Yeah, look, like when I say not my favorite, like I just wouldn't be inclined to own one, but like no. I like them, right? You, you know? can't own every dog on the planet. That too, that, yeah. that could be very difficult. Um but um but yeah, so they would leave the dog inside the house, inside the bedroom. And of course, it used to destroy everything. He wasn't walking. He wasn't getting any regular training. Yeah. So that's all stuff that is obvious. But have a pen. you got a backyard. And now even then, she goes, look, everything's been awesome. But what happened, the reason why I brought this up is she goes, someone left the door open. He ran inside and he chewed the leather couch upstairs. And I'm like, well, we know what happened now. Um, the first part of your sentence was the problem there. You that, left the door open. Of course. Now, someone go, oh, yeah, we forgot. And my son had to go to work and he forgot or something happened, right? And and now she's been super strict, right? Like the mom's been super strict on, on the kids and the kids aren't kids. They're like 20, 22 or something. Mm. So, they're old enough to be have, be responsible. And she says, no, the, the, the um, he's not sleeping in the room tonight. He's going into his crate like every other night. And he's like, okay, he got lazy, right? Mm. Um, 
And since she's been like really heavy into mastering her castle because she's the queen of the place, yeah. Then, um, then we're getting better success. And now the dog can spend more time inside the house while they're there because the dog knows what to do. Because when we first brought him in on the lead, while we're sitting there, not even like thirty seconds in, he's like, no, he starts chewing the edge of the coffee table, and I have to tell him no and put him back onto his bed. Get the Vaseline out, yeah, like straight away, right? The Vicks, um, Vicks, sorry, yeah. Vaseline, <laughs> but like Vicks, in, yeah. In that moment, I don't have to put anything on the. T- I had him on the lead. If yeah. He was going to come inside the house, yeah. He's on the lead. That in itself is a bit of can be a foreign cor- uh, foreign correspondent foreign concept for people, right? Like, the lead. It's like they assu- they associate lead with walk times mm. with the outside the house. It's like, well, the lead is just a tool for management, really for control for control. Yes, regardless of where you are, exactly. Don't, and it does. You, you don't have to associate it with the beyond the four walls mm-hmm. of this house. If you're trying to catch the dog when he's doing something undesirable. He's got the shoe in your mouth and he's running around the coffee table. What are you going to do? Yeah, I saw another dog just the other day where. She goes, the biggest problem and the only thing I want to fix is that another little Frenchie. I'm just a Frenchie day today. She'd come in and just start doing zoomies off the ta- couch and grab the she, the girl's only four years old, grabbing all the toys, this and that. I'm like, so this is the rules now. So this is classic. The dog's like two years old. She's got a pen, a small pen there. The dog, as soon as like while we were talking, the dog was doing God knows what. I just grabbed it, put it into the pen, closed the door. She went to sleep or just like lay down to the bed straight away, not stress or anything. Just goes, oh, I'm in my pen now. So that's been consistent. So half the job's done. Now we say the dog can now be outside of the pen or outside of the backyard into our house on the lead for the next couple of months, let's just say, and we're practicing bed command. And then we're just going to give that dog more opportunity of staying on the bed and we have the lead on so because she's a dog that you say no when it's got something in its mouth, you're playing, you're chasing the dog for like, and it's not a very big space, yeah. but you just can't catch this dog unless, and then how are you going to do it? Crash tackle the dog and hurt it and scare it. It's ridiculous. So the lead just gives you that control. Bang, you've got it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you've got some food on you. And then you reinforce the dog for being on its bed. So I'm heavy on reinforce. Like right now, as we speak, Spades lays on the bed. And where's Nookie? She's, she's getting a pat, pat right next yeah. to you. But they both sit on this bed, even inside of this room. And they could sleep on the yeah. floorboards. But bed is the bed to control position, yeah. and I don't. I haven't. Tr- I didn't tell him to do that. Now it's a habit. When no. we're inside the house, as soon as he sees it. those pillows, he's he's on it. Definitely, and yeah. that's anywhere we are. So yeah. that's what I've trained, and now this is the behavior that I get. Yeah, and he knows that I turn him on. The the flick switches on for both of them when we're in the yard or we're in the park. There's a times for those behaviors, and they not happen yeah. inside the house. Yeah, and um, so I only saw the that particular client once. I'm that's see that's her. very common, isn't it? Like um. Uh, I think people are like, hey, let's play with the dog. And it's like you're inside the house. And then <clears throat> but then at some point they decide they don't want that. It's like, well, hang on. You've already reinforced that behavior. Mm-hmm. You've reinforced mm-hmm. exciting the dog, mm-hmm. winding him up inside the house. My parents do this with Chloe all the time. Mm-hmm. And then another time I'll say, dad, like- he wants Chloe to calm down. I'm like, well, you've reinforced her for doing it. She sees the picture of being in the house and getting reinforced for- for playing, yep. and then to the next day, you don't want that. You got to be consistent. Yes, I'm trying and, to explain that to him. Well, like it's a, it's what do you want in the house? And as I said, if we reinforce these behaviors inside the house, then she sees there's a potential for it to be reinforced. Yeah. So she will try, and yeah. that's what she should do. Yeah, but we want them to try. And even worse, if you if you reinforce it variably. As we've talked about before. Even stronger. Get that dopamine jackpot going. Exactly. You know? So, if we can reinforce stable behavior, so we don't reinforce with a ball or a tug in the house, we reinforce with food on the bed because that's a more stable sort of outcome that we can get. And then, um, and with this dog here, we say, like we start off very short increments. So, we bring the dog out of the pen, we stay on, like, out of the pen onto the bed 30 seconds, rewarded a few times, sent her off, 
put her back into the pen. And then a couple minutes later, bring her back out. So I did this for exaggeration. Maybe 30 seconds is like zero time. Yeah. Because then after a few repetitions, she's like lay there for like seven minutes while we're writing homework for the next session. And this all happened after a training session. We went for the walk because the dog was only going for walks three times a week from a dog walker. So the walk wasn't even happening from the owners. The owners weren't anything influencing in this dog's life except for affection and play and getting fed. Mm. For free. Mm. So I said, like, walking, it's fine. I get it. You're single mom looking after your kid. You got a full time job. Full respect, total respect, but you should have got a cat. Number one. <laughs> number two is, and well, I, there's and no I, point sugarcoating it, really. Look, I said that, and I know that it could be rude. You're not trying like, to rub uh, a nose in it, no but way. it's like, let's be honest with each other. This probably isn't the ideal animal for your situation. If you want to keep the dog, here's X, it's Y, and Z of how to manage it. Yeah. But ultimately, it's probably not the ideal situation. Mm -hmm. And I would be doing you a disservice to tell you that it is the ideal animal in this situation. Exactly. So, you can choose to keep it. That's fine. I'm not going to tell you to get rid of the dog unless the dog's in danger Mm -hmm. or you're in danger or whatever. But assuming you're going to keep it, you need to do one, two, and three and four things. Yeah, of course. And now, look, the dog doesn't walk because the dog's a pain in the ass to walk. Yeah. We showed her how to walk properly. And just in one in that one interaction, she's like, oh, my God, my dog's never walked like this before. I'm like, good, we'll keep it up because you, you can see there's enjoyment in it. Start off with 20 minutes a day. If you're giving him zero, start off with 20. Yeah. If we can get to like- That's 20 a- more than zero that exactly. they were getting yesterday. If you can aim like with the Frenchie, I'm happy because I know they burn out pretty quickly. Not all the time, but, you know, if she can be getting like the 40, 40 minutes of walking a day, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. And if I say 40 minutes and she gets 30, I'm happy. Yeah. Right? So then the dog can have free time inside of the house when we're sitting down, actually present watching TV and the dog. And again, we've spoken about how important that bed command is. Listen to like all the other episodes before we talk about it. Um, that place command is be specific. Because I said to her, you employ me for fixing your problem, but my job is to give you teaching the dog what to do, as you mentioned before. And once we have that, now, it's like, well, I have to have the dog on the lead forever in the house. I'm like, obviously not. Because yeah. you can see right now that my dog will get up and have a little play with, with Leonardo, for example, or he'll get up and do whatever, you know, go get some water from the bowl. And then he comes in and then lays down. Now, if a friend comes over and then she gets excited or the kid's like gotten a little bit overwhelmed by her, I'm like, Nookie, bed. And yeah. she knows exactly what that means. Yeah. And she does it. And it's actually very um, – and then the important thing is that no one messes with her while they're on their bed. Yeah. And we go that, through that. that. We respect her space as much as she respects ours. Exactly. But also things like, like this is awesome, awesome, last night. So, Space gets a bit paranoid about fireworks, nothing extreme, but you can see that he gets a little bit stressed. A little bit wound up. He yeah. pants, it, all he does, and I, this is when I say he's got a problem, he just goes, <laughs> and yeah. stands up. Yeah. So, you can tell he's um, distressed, but compared to like what normally would happen with Where the Where were the fireworks? At the footy? Oh, was Maybe. it footy yesterday? Could have been. It was intense. Could have been Jubilee Oval. But this is what yeah. happened, right? So I've got a plan for that. I would just, as soon as I hear a bang, 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 first of all, I'll put some volume up on the TV so mm. it helps him deal with it. Um, he's actually heaps better in the last year because I've been taking him for regular walks when it happens. And in summer, there's fireworks happening all the time, heaps of thunderstorms. Mm. So we're desensitizing him pretty good. Um, and when we hear it, mark it straight away, reward him. And it's actually been working. But last night, okay, this is my situation. If the Uber Eats guy comes and rings the doorbell, Spades will bark, wakes up the baby at 8.30 at night, and that ah, sucks for not us, Not ideal. Right? And I don't mind Spades barking, but I didn't want him to bark then. And Does he always bark at the doorbell? Yeah. One just bark. Like one, like just a, a bark, and I'm like, hey. He's kind of, just kind of announcing it. Yeah. He's yeah. like, that's just a habit that he's done for ages, and it's not ideal. It's but, not but out of control, bark, but no. No. And, I, and if anything, cool, man. That's just what you do. Yeah. 
fine. Um, I'm happy with it. Now, if I fully need to change it, I'll change it. But at this stage, yeah. I don't mind. Now, when he has barked, it hasn't woken up Leonardo every time because he's gotten used to the barking. So I even turned on the neutral bullet this morning. Right next to his room, we've got like a timber, uh, That's timber funny. wall. You remind me of that because uh, I get up pretty early for work and, and I have a smoothie for breakfast. So like I'll, I'll put everything in the neutral bullet the night before mm-hmm. and I screw the lid on and I put it in the fridge, but then I blend it in the morning. And it's yeah. like, bro, those things are loud. Loud as. And he won't to wake up. To the point where it. like, um, I think I almost need to get a new one now. I think the bearings are going in mine. Like oh, I find, because no. I use it every day, I find yeah. like it's sort of, they only last about 12 to 18 months if yeah. you use it every day, right? Exactly. And so like I'll plug it, I'll like click it in and then I have the PowerPoint switched off and then it's really close to like the wall of my kitchen, which is like a kind of like a nook. So I can sort of stand like halfway out of the kitchen with my ears, my head out of the kitchen, and then I flick the switch on, so it's like less loud. Oh, too loud, it's, yeah, bro, it's fucking loud. So yeah, so intense, especially the neutral bullet. Yeah, it's just grinding yeah, everything up. Very loud. So um, so last night I knew that he'll do it, so I go, okay, cool. This is my management of Uber Eats guys coming. I see him in the street, so I go outside onto the balcony. As soon as I walk outside, the fireworks go off. So now I'm like, huh? Spades is stressing because of the fireworks. So if I come inside, put some volume up, reward him, give, do the thing that I've been doing, the guy's going to ring the doorbell and he's going to bark and wake up Leonardo. So I'm like, hmm, so what do I do now? There's two options. Um, I stood there. The guy came, gave me the stuff. I opened the door. Spade was at the door. He was actually surprised pretty good. I still rewarded him because the fireworks just finished and we got with it. So I managed you that situation. Yeah, I gave him yeah. food. I just- Open the packet, gave him some the chicken. The Frankfurt oh, from, chicken, yeah. From Iljana, Lebanese chicken, tabouli. Damn, you fancy spades. Ga- garlic sauce yeah. with lebo bread, the best <laughs> pickles. Oh, so good. So, um, so yeah, so I gave him some food and he went and lay down straight away. No bullshit, no dramas mm. and all pretty intense fireworks. So, mm. I was actually happy. I was happy. It all kind of worked out. But I guess in terms of mastering the situation, um, I could have done things that I could have done things differently by saying before the guy comes, I put spades outside. That's mastering it. That's mastering the castle, so to speak. That's that management. And then the counter conditioning desensitization gets layered on on top of that. But not all the time can you always do it. So you got to manage the situation. When I get a puppy, um, I'm micromanaging the crap out of that puppy in my house. You are not performing what you think. There's no toileting. There is no destructive behavior. You're not running around them. We're not playing. When you come into my house, and that may only be like an hour or two of the day, when I'm watching TV, having dinner, whatever. Chill the hell out. You're on the lead. Yeah. You're probably in your crate or I'll tether you to something and you're on your bed and that's what's happening. I'll do that for like six to eight months and then um, be safe to say I'll be able to let the puppy in and go on your bed. And if you get up and want to play and bite the bed and try to play with the dogs, boom, you're outside or back in your crate. So I'll give you negative punishment. I remove you. I won't really do a physical correction no. um, unless it's something completely ridiculous and it's a one-off. You jump up onto like the- Like a dangerous situation. Well, like yeah. if you jump up onto the coffee table to like try to get something- Jump I'll, with Leo I'll, or something. Yeah, yeah, I'll poke you in the ribs and then I'll send you outside to be like, don't do that. Mm. Um, and that'll be completely cool for me to do yeah. because it's not like I'm confusing you with, hey, don't do- Don't, don't, don't. Stop, 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 stop. No, the, no, 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 no. Exactly. Yeah. So then it's either no. And if you follow through with every no, your dog's going to be pretty freaked out and tripped out and confused and you yeah. shouldn't. If you don't follow through with your no, then your dog stops listening to you. Yeah. So how about you put your dog in a situation where you don't have to do that? Yeah. I think that's important. What have I got here? Um, yeah, if you don't have control inside of your house, 
How do you think you have control outside of the house? That's right. That is like the biggest thing. Larry- where, does the, where does the walk start, my man? It starts <laughs> inside, inside the, the house. Home. Larry Crone said that. And when he said, I'm like, you legend, he put into intellectual words. I love Larry Crone. He's so cool, man. He's hey? like my favorite. He's like, awesome. Southern gentleman. He's awesome. And you know what? And he's straight to the point, but he's just completely firm and fair about it. Yeah. And, 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 and I just love his approach. I love he's got a good massive reach because he's putting some good stuff out there. Yeah. Um, but he said that and he goes, if you're not like being in the home and that structure is so important. That's why crate training is so important because yeah. it, it creates structure. Yeah. And your dog can still be close to you without having to run amok and, and carry on. People, people, some people might be like, Oh, I don't want to put my dog in a crate. It's like a cage. It's like, yeah. hang on a second. You putting the dog in the crate actually gives it a place where it can feel safe, mm-hmm. have structure, have boundaries. And actually and when relax. It, um, exactly. And when it feels overstimulated by the external environment, it's got a place where it can go. And it's like, these are my mm-hmm. four walls yep. within this space. This is my space. But when I tell you, hey, that's enough, and now I'm taking things away from you, I'm actually making that happen. Where yeah. it puts you in the backyard and you just do a whole bunch of other behaviors. Yeah. Digging the yard up and banging yeah. on the door and stuff. Yeah. So, um, But structure doesn't just come in the form of crate training. Obviously, I've- Spades and Nookie haven't been crate trained. Yeah. Um, but my next dog will be um, because I know the benefits of it. And in saying what you said before, last year even, a lot of resistance to crate training. Even this year, With different clients, mindset. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Like everyone's like, oh, yeah, I've heard about crate training and we've already started. I'm like, all these people Perfect. are doing crate training yeah. because it's, it's happening more online. Yeah. More people are talking about it. And to be fair, like the, neither of these dogs are crate trained. Like- 10, you know, eight, 10 years ago, it wasn't probably wasn't a massive thing. And it's no. like, it's all about education as yeah. long as, um, who was it? It was, I can't remember who it was, but they, their saying was like, I'm a better dog trainer than I was last Wednesday, mm-hmm. you know? And, and it's totally true, man. Like just have the humility to acknowledge that you are progressing. Yep. And don't, you, you should never assume that what you know now is what you'll, know or, or should be doing in a week or six months or a year and or 10 not, years if, from now. If you, like, you know, when someone goes, I haven't seen you in five years, bro, you've changed. I'm like, well, better hope so. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you, actually. Thank you. <laughs> you know I'm going to be the same person I was then and I yeah. been, haven't been doing anything. Yeah. I've been doing the same thing every day and I haven't grown, right? Yeah. So, but um, but with the with not having that ability to con- control the dog inside of your home, and if he won't listen to you there, if he won't come to you or sit for you or down for you, then- then that's why you don't have half the problems and the behaviors outside of the home. So, and that's why the dogs listen to the people inside the home because it's a more controlled environment. As soon as you take them outside, more di- more distraction, competing motivators, there's more stimulus for the dog to then get reinforced by, or even be by by getting fearful or anxious by. So that's where your rapport has to be. You have to be in control of what you can control. Mm. Number one, when we talk about oh, I can't put the dog in the crate, it's like it's a perception thing. Someone can you mean have like dogs. they don't want to put it in? Well, like let's just say they've never seen it before and they don't yeah. understand it. I'm like, and then we say, but I put him in the backyard, heaps of space. And let's just say it's the size of your backyard, like not the biggest. But then I'd say, well, that's heaps of space for a dog. But if you're a farmer and you have 25 acres and your dogs have access to 25 acres every day, you'd say the backyard's a crate, man. I wouldn't put them in there. Yeah. So it's a perception thing, right? Yeah. It's um. Now, I'm not saying we should get the dogs in smaller and smaller things over time. We have to be, we have to kind of manage what we've got. If you had 25 acres, you you probably have a dog run. Yeah. You can probably fit it in your house and it would be something similar to what the crate would be. Yeah. Um, and for those who don't know what a dog run is, it's like a structured- A kennel. Tru- structured oh, yeah. kennel. Like yeah. a kennel with a roof and walls. Yeah. Um, but the difference with the kennel is that the dog can pee whenever it wants. It can stay there for more prolonged periods of time with a crate. it's It has its benefits of 
toilet training and travel yeah. abilities and yeah. stuff as well. So, so yeah, so that's um that's also important and structure boundaries and rules are a way of life, not just an idea. And I think that's super powerful. We're talking before about Carl Jung saying, you know, um, we don't like humans don't have ideas, but ideas have us. Yeah. Like ideas encompass us. And, and that's so important to put that into relation here is that we don't just go, Oh yeah, cool. Like boundaries. Yeah. I have boundaries and we kind of select the times that we want to be, have boundaries for our dogs. Boundaries are something that happen consistently all the time. You have to have structure in terms of what it is and what you want in your house. Like, Every time someone comes through the doorway and Nookie's up at their feet, I'm always telling her bed. And now, if the door opens and she's on the bed, she stays on her bed yeah. until I say, okay, to relate it. Yeah. Because it's consistent. It's a way of life. It's not just something that we do sometimes. And when we call it a way of life, I think that puts it into perspective of what it is that we're doing here. We're giving dogs lifestyle, you know, and, and that's so powerful for the dogs rather than going, oh, I ha-, like working out. You work out too. It's not just the activity you do because someone makes you do it. It's like that's part of my life because if I'm working out, I kind of want to have a healthier lifestyle. I want to be strong and fit and functional, but also I have to kind of eat right. You can't eat Maccas every day if you're working out every day. The more structure I put into my diet and my working out, the better I feel. So, that's that classic discipline equals freedom, man. Mm-hmm. The more discipline I have in those areas, the more freedom I have to have clearer thoughts, mm-hmm. clearer presence of mind, clearer, um, you know, my, my physicality is, mm-hmm. is improved, better sleep, better and, emotional. Yes. You know, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And because it kind of sucks, like it'd be more appealing, let's say, to sit on the beach with a, like I was going to say, a corona, <laughs> a corona beer, right? Coronavirus. <laughs> it'd be good to have that. Then to do the training, let's just say now again, not to let's just say it for face value. It's better to be bumming on the beach than to be sweating and working hard. But, but you only appreciate the beer because you've done because the you've work, done the hard work, right? Yeah. right? And also, but doing that hard thing when it's cold and wet and you don't want to do it, yeah, that makes you more equipped for the next thing that comes and it's difficult. Yeah. And a difficult situation comes and you're like, well, I've been geared for this form of stress. Yeah. Like I do the cold showers in winter and it sucks. Every day, bro, I do it. Every, every day, day. Every single day. And it sucks when I first hits my skin, but always after, always after I'm so happy. It's the same as working out. I never do. And like I enjoy working out when I'm in the moment. Don't get me wrong. Me too. But the best part of the workout is once you've finished it. Mm-hmm. And you just get that endorphin rush. Mm-hmm. Or even if you're doing like a longer session, you get that runner's high. Mm-hmm. And, and you've got to think of it like that as well. Yeah. And then the long-term physical benefits, but mm-hmm. it's the same with the shower. It's like when you're in it, it kind of sucks. But afterwards and your body actually, the irony of a cold shower is you actually feel hotter afterwards because your thermal systems turn on. Yeah. So, think for the after benefits, the yeah. after effects. Structure in your house from the beginning, you set up a hard foundation for the first year of your puppy's life. Or the first year of owning a dog, like mm-hmm. Nookie, when she was a year and a half old, she's a pretty good dog, but she was on a lead for six months inside my house. Um, she was always on a lead everywhere. When even if I had to go out to the car and grab something, the lead's on. Even if it takes me thirty seconds to go out the backyard and grab the lead and come put it on her, mm. which seems inconvenient when you just need to grab something from the car, which will take you thirty seconds. Yeah. But I stopped her from having success of running on the road and running up to others because of that. And now I can go to the car off the lead. She's out. On the footpath with me, I'll walk on the other side of the car. She won't step on the road. I've got that because I've practiced it, managed it, mastering everything that you got to do. So, um, I think we can leave it at that. I think that was everything that I want to talk about. I want to yeah. reiterate it to you all. We, um, we talk a lot about good management and I think it's- um, 
you don't want to bang on about it too much, but at the same time, I don't think you necessarily can overestimate or overstate the importance of good management. And I put in the show notes for the episode I released today, which is about the when the shit hits the fan, mm-hmm. you know, a single event learning. It's like that that situation happened because of the lack of good management of the other dog owner. Mm-hmm. You know, totally. so you've you've got to you've got to have that level of management always. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the training, or even if you do, you've you've still got to have that backup mm-hmm. of good of good management. Well, like I want to sell a client a lead because I told them their lead shit. Yeah, and they're like, okay, and it was maybe ten dollars more than the lead that they were that they bought. Yeah, and the lead snapped and then fucking attacked the dog. The other the other lead. Yeah, yeah. it's like you could have just got a better lead. Yeah, and then it wouldn't have happened. So you know what I mean? You know, I, I would think is the stress and the embarrassment. And even possible medical bills call from, calls from that is going to cost you a lot more than the ten dollars you could yeah. have spent extra like, on the lead. Yeah. Now, look, I get it. Like you probably think, like my prices of what I sell products are the same as the pet stores. Yeah. They're all recommended retail prices. Yeah. Um, you can get cheaper things from a reject store for sure. Yeah. And it's probably good for smaller dog inside your house. Would you put Would you put cheap shitty tires in your car? Probably not. Probably not. So why would you do that on the leash yeah. of your dog? And we said about in the last episode talking about price doesn't always equal quality, but like you can look if I can give you the the specifications of like look at this lead and look how it feels and look how the click the works. And, look yeah. at the stitching and look at the mat- like all that stuff and that could give you the reasons. Yeah. Rather than just going, "Oh, it's better because it's $20, not $10 yeah. or whatever." Yeah. yeah. You know, um like that laziness of like, oh yeah, put an automatic um, closing hinge on your door. Yeah. Um, if your dog keeps running out and your kids keep on leaving the door open, if you have this, it keeps shutting. The dog's less likely of running out. Yeah. It takes nothing of just drilling it onto the door. Yeah. Uh, I've done it on my on my doors all the time. Yeah. Um, little things like that. Um, if you got too lazy or bored or you or you couldn't be bothered or you didn't or you didn't know, now you know. Um, you know this can save so many issues, and then your dog doesn't have to think that door's open, that door's opening, and bah. <laughs> the dogs run, you know, it happens. So people say, I want my dog to learn to come back. We should teach a recall. But your problem here is that your dog's running out the front door. Yeah. It has nothing to do with a recall. Yeah. Your dog shouldn't be out of your property off the lead regardless, yeah. especially if it hasn't got a recall. Yeah. So take those things seriously, work on it, and think of it, of how you can – now, if you've already got all these things, cool. Well, then now you've put, got a different perspective yeah. of it and then you And you've can, been validated by this by this episode. Totally. And also, there's going to be – dogs are always coming up with ways to feel feel better. Why Make does a dog do anything? To better the situation, Correct. right? Yeah. And it's our job to to manage that. Yeah, and be the best thing in your dog's world. It doesn't have to run up to every single person all the time as well. So, anyway, yeah. that's us. That's it. Another episode. Thanks, guys. Usual story. Like, rate, share. I think, um, you know, just sharing. I think a lot of people are shy to take the time to write a review. That's fair enough. Um, we, our, like I said in the last episode, our, our downloads are growing like 30 to 50% month on month, which is huge, which means we're doubling every month. So, that's mm. great. We can't complain. Um, you know, if this is like a specific episode that you think a friend of yours or a colleague or whoever could, could benefit from this particular episode, please do share it. Um, you know, it's the same with dog training. It's word of mouth is, it, it helps a lot. So, totally. Thanks guys. We appreciate you. Um, otherwise it's just, us just talking to each other and recording it for no reason. Well, we enjoy the little drink on a Sunday, right? No, for sure. We, We appreciate you guys. Much love. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to another show of Life With Your Dog. Please like, rate and share if you're enjoying our podcast. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. 
For all dog training videos, tips and techniques, visit nooches Thank you and stay tuned for next time.